Good evening, kings and queens. I hope you had an amazing work week or week in general. It is Friday, November 3rd, and man, (laughs) fall is just flying by, right? Man, it is flying by. This end of the year, Christmas is going to be right around the corner. I got a lot going on uh, next couple weeks. And then I'm heading to Mississippi to spend some time, much needed time with my family. Cannot wait to see my parents and spend time with them in their new home and my my Memphis family. I can I cannot wait. There's my is it's the best it's not even my immediate family, in no shade of my immediate family. But uh my cousins in Memphis, we're just they're just around my same age. Uh, my immediate family, a lot of my cousins and other relatives are much either younger than me and older than me. But my cousins that live in Memphis, they are my age. So it's it's wonderful. The only thing is everyone has um, kids. So I'm the only one that really doesn't have any kids. But I'm all right with that. I can. That means I get to, to play around my cousins and uh, nieces. My niece will be there. My sister will be there, too. So it'll be it'll be absolutely amazing to to be amongst uh, my family. I, I absolutely can't wait. And I hope you guys are spending time with your with your family in these holidays as well. Um, and if you're not, and I mean this, if you and I are cordial with one another and you don't have any plans for the holiday, maybe you live away, you're, you're not close to your family, or maybe you just don't have family, I, I'm, that is an opportunity as well. Or you don't have family that um, that you can that you can reach. Um, if you are free and available, please hit me up. I don't want anybody spending time alone for the holidays. Please give me a shout. Um, you are more than welcome uh, to spend time with my family. Um, like I said, now if it's somebody that I don't know, you're a random Joe. That's not gonna fly. But you, somebody that's familiar with my family. And, you know, we have a, a, a longstanding relationship. I don't want anybody to spend time by themselves in the holidays. Holidays can be can be great, can be enjoyable, but also it can be very depressing and very sad, too. Um, so I wanted to get into that before we dive into today's episode. If you did not get a chance to see the long episode of All in Society and Friends, please, uh, at the end of the show, please head to YouTube. Uh, you can click the link in the episode, episode description, or you can just simply go to YouTube and search All In Society and Friends and follow my page. Please, please make sure you subscribe to the page. I have a lot that's coming up. We have, uh, if you are a poker fan, I have a interview coming up with a female poker player um, who is a force to be reckoned with in this game. Um, so that'll definitely be something for the poker players to to take a look at. And then if you're not a poker uh fan and you just want to uh just kind of get in the mindset of a poker player and this is a a female poker player uh, a woman that plays cards so it's a whole different perspective and conversation we're going to have with her just her I want to know like what's it like um you know playing a game that is dominated by men uh is that advantage or is she kind of sometimes sit it, look at it as a disadvantage or, um, you know, just kind of the, 
the trials and tribulations and things she has to go through with being one of the few women at a poker table. I know there's a lot. Men don't know how to handle themselves. They don't know how to talk to women. So I'm sure she, she's been through a lot and has um, some stories and conversations and insight to share with us. Amongst, um, I just want her to kind of really explain and tell us how she got into poker. And um, for me, it's in my personal life, I at least in relationship wise, I haven't really, unless it's somebody in the casino industry, which I don't want to, I don't, last thing I want is someone that is in the casino industry. We're coming home and we're talking about casino stuff. I want someone that knows nothing about this, but also can respect and appreciate uh, what I do. So I also want to know her perspective um, as far as um, relationships, or um, and just the whole dynamic um, playing poker. So I have some some kind of off the wall questions and just things to ask, um, just to kind of steer the direction in a way that I've really never uh, heard in any other platforms um, when we talk about um, women playing poker outside of Berkey, Berkey and Only Friends podcast. They actually do a very good job. They have women that are consistently on their podcasts. Um, so yeah, shout out to the Only Friends podcast. I hope one day I'll be able to um, to jump on their podcast. Um, but they do an excellent job. If you guys um, are poker fans and you want to get, they are pretty much on there every single day with new, fresh content. A lot of it's really in the weeds of poker industry and 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 just the day in the life of poker grinder. And to be quite honest with you, I'm not that entrenched in the game to care that much. Um, uh, to be quite honest with you, if the stock market could keeps treating me the way that it is and I continue to keep uh, learning and growing um, poker is right now it's like the market is kind of second fiddle but it could be that I'm just dumping money into the market and poker is just something I do leisurely maybe just playing big tournaments every once in a while and then we'll get into that as well so make sure you check out uh all in society and friends episode. You can check it out on YouTube or you just look at last episode, last podcast episode and recorded the whole thing. Um, it's not just me. I've had Stefan on there as well. Majority of it is just me, but Stefan came on this week and we discussed, um, some football. I broke down my top five. He definitely disagreed with my top five, but I think for the most part, we, um, we agreed. We both had the Eagles at the top. So, um, and it's kind of hard not to put the Eagles at the top at this point. If you don't have the Eagles at the top, um, I'm not sure what football you've been watching this year. But again, yeah, make sure you subscribe to um, the YouTube page and check out All Anxiety and Friends, which airs every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Live. I want you guys engaged in the chat. I have things that I write down and I discuss, so I'm not just kind of there twiddling thumbs but i want this to be something that's engaging whether we're talking about uh i usually bring up whatever's going on in the news important and pertinent information for us to discuss and dissect um poker finance sports we talk about a little bit of everything so there's something for everybody on there um so come on tap in uh, a lot of it's just been me talking to myself and i know it's gonna take some time before we get this thing rolled out and i have a consistent people uh watching when it's live and i understand that everyone has their own uh their own lives and maybe seven o'clock on a tuesday isn't the the best time but if you're watching it and you if you just simply just watched what i've been saying about the market you would be making money and we'll talk about that further
All right, moving on. New website. Make sure you check that out. Uh, it's I mean, it will be uh, the link will be in the episode description, but it is allinsociety.com. Uh, com. Make sure you click the links, leave your email, and I'll definitely keep you up to date on all the products and services we have rolling out coming up soon. Instagram, if you want to hit me up on Instagram and just kind of see um, what I'm posting and just my day-to-day act- activity, check me out at, at allncp2, um, but it is A-L-L underscore I-N underscore cp It'll be in the episode description as well. My LinkedIn, you can find that in the episode description uh, link there as well. And then if email me, uh, this is my my work email. It's cpurchase at suitedsolutionsgroup.com. And I will have that in the episode description as well. All right, today's topics, we're going to discuss Apple, the company, the NFL, the NBA, and then we're going to talk about the market a little bit as well. All right, for Apple, Apple uh, reported quarter their quarter earnings, their quarterly report, um, and it left a lot to be desired. Um, they reported last night after the bell. Apple reported full-year declines in all four of its major device categories. Um, that includes iPhones, MacBooks, iPads, and wearables, like your, your watches, your Apple Watch, um, AirPods, things like that. Only the services... Uh, Revenue grew from the previous year. So Apple's been in uh, a bit of a, a standstill, right? And we've we've heard this. You hear on the news. Well, this was false, though, that China, um, the sales in the iPhone in China, they were actually pretty good. Uh, but what we have heard and noticed, and I've been saying this, is that Apple comes out with a phone every year, and it is not that much more innovative than last year's phone or the phone that came out earlier that year. Um, depending on the time of the year. And so I think people are, are like, all right, now I'm not punning up, ponying up for a phone every year. Uh, I think I have an iPhone 13. I, back before then, I had like an iPhone 8. There was no reason for me to, to upgrade. Only people that are upgrading on a, like two times or one, every year are people are A, keeping up with the Joneses, or people are actually using the phones for its, its intent. Well, I shouldn't say it's intent for all the capabilities or if someone has really taken advantage of it. What uh, I've seen a lot and people that I've uh, lived with, I'll just say that, y'all. Um, as soon as something comes out, oh, MacBook comes out, I need that. Well, you don't even do any work. Why do you need a new brand new MacBook? And you get the, the highest one. You're not even doing, you don't have a business. You're not even using the capabilities of it. So this is what I'm talking about. Just so this is there's two things here I want to discuss um, is that Apple, I think they have a, they're they're running a little bit of issues. But at the same time, I'm not too worried because I think they they they're rolling out the, the Vision Pro for a reason. I think we're in, we're very soon going to get away from having a mobile device in our hand. And there's going to be the 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 lens like the Ray-Bans lens, the meta just released Um Vision Pro, that's going to get smaller, and those might just be sunglasses as time goes on. We're going to the iPhone. Um, it's just going to be like the, what's the the thing that we use, the iPhone, what was before the iPhone? Lord, I can't think. I, iPod. It'll be like the iPod. It will, we won't, there won't be such thing as an iPod anymore, I think. Within the next, let's say, 10 to 15, 10 to 20 years, 
iPhones or cell phones, I think, will be a thing in the past. Will there be something on our, I don't know, on our on our bodies that we can kind of like on our hands, on the back of our hands, and it'll just be displayed there, and we can kind of click or something. I don't know, whatever the case may be. Um, but I just think technology is going to evolve, and this Vision Pro is really going to push things forward, uh, as well as Apple, or excuse me, as well as maybe Microsoft might come up with something new, uh, Alphabet or Google as well, and, um, and these other companies. So, uh, I mean, that's that's my take on, on things. Uh, I'm not too worried about Apple, but I am worried about their stock. Um Apple's revenue of $89.5 billion was down 1% from the same period a year ago. In comparison to other tech companies, Tesla's revenue was up 9%. Google or Alphabet's was up 11%. Microsoft and Amazon were both up 13%. Meta increased by 23%. And NVIDIA uh, grew by an amazing 88%, uh, the chip maker. iPhone sales are slowing uh, and as I said, will the Vision Pro take Apple to another level next year and beyond? Uh, time will tell. It's definitely expensive product, $3,500. Um, for now, I'm waiting for a pullback on the stock price. Uh, Apple is currently sitting at approximately $176. I'm hoping to buy it uh, as close to $124 as possible, which is their 52-week low. Uh, people were buying up into the earnings report, and it just... That just that little bit of momentum, like four or five percent, has uh, has been washed away. I was really looking for Apple to come back down closer to like one fifty, and maybe it will um, as the the year goes on. A lot of I really thought if Apple reported reported a bad earnings, that their stock was going to tank, and then the rest of the market would tank too. But that is not the case. The stock market ran today and then apple was pretty much just stayed flat so it was interesting to see uh, i have an article here if you guys want to read a little bit more thorough and on apple you can definitely check out the article moving on to the nfl big games ahead this weekend definitely don't forget about the what i think is the best game of the week miami versus kansas city but that is that 9 30 a.m game they're playing overseas so make sure you're up early for those of you in the west coast i feel for you who was getting up that early to watch a football game? But if there was a game and was going to get up early to watch, it would be this one. Cowboys versus Eagles and the Ravens versus the Seahawks are other games I'm interested in watching this Sunday. Um, good luck to you guys if you're betting. Lions aren't playing this this week, um, which is awesome. They, they definitely needed the bye to get uh, rest up and get healthy. Um, so hopefully they come back and um, ready to roll next week. So I'm not really betting anything this week. Moving on to the NBA. NBA play-in tournament begins today, y'all. Uh, the games are going to be played every Tuesday and Friday. Uh, but this is the first uh, games to be played of the play-in tournament. And the games will play uh, November 3rd through November 28th. LL Cool J and The Roots reimagined the hit song Mama Said Knock You Out. And we are going to take a listen to that uh, right now. Oh no. Of course, I had this loaded up for y'all, but they had ads. 
NBA is the best league on the planet. I don't care what y'all say. If y'all think the NFL is the, the best league, the NFL has so many issues that they gloss over and they've done wrong. The NBA does everything right. Everything right. And I understand, like, there's multiple reasons why y'all don't maybe not think this. Um, some people just don't like basketball. Um, NFL is huge in America. But the NBA... This game is worldwide more so than it is uh, the NFL. And it's the players, you, you get more you get more out of the players than you would uh, an NFL player. They're, they play 82 times and they have press conferences at the end of that game. So you really get to like understand who this person is, sometimes even off the court, um, not on a personal level, but you see LeBron and everything that he's done on and off the court. There's not one player in the NFL has even touched anything that LeBron has done. Anything. So I just, NBA is the best league, sports league ever. Uh, and they just, they just do everything right. Um, definitely check out the, the rest of the song and check out the, the video, the promo on NBA.com. For rules of the in-season tournament, uh, definitely go to NBA.com as well. I will try my best to kind of give you guys a um, just a quick rundown of what it is. So basically, you have the, your teams in the East and your teams in the West, and they're broken into three groups, five teams per group in the East, five teams per group, and three groups in the West. And so they're going to play, I believe they play each team twice, uh, from now until November 28th in their group. So, like I said, there's three groups. So the top teams from each group, they move on. And then there's like a, a wild card. Whoever was the the team that had the best record that wasn't the one of the three winning teams in each group, uh, that are the fourth team that move on. And then they play single elimination matches until they play the the finals, the semifinals, and then the championship. The semifinals, excuse me, uh, the quarterfinals are December 4th through the 5th, and teams that win will progress to neutral site semifinals on December 7th, and then they'll play the championship on December 9th. Um, The players, and I believe the coaches as well, uh, there's cash prizes and significant prizes, and there's... at. There's also a, uh, a trophy at the end of it. It says, at the conclusion of the end-season tournament, the NBA will name the most valuable player of the competition and the all-tournament team. They'll all be an all-tournament team. Selection will be based on players' performance in both group play and then the knockout rounds as well. Um, so that was, I did that a lot better than I did uh, during the All-In Society and Friends when I did that live. Because uh, I was actually trying to look at the like how they worded it. Uh, opposed to just kind of looking at the the diagrams, everything is um, built out, and I completely probably made people more confused than anything. Um, but my picks to come out of the West, I think the Spurs come out of the West, and I think Boston comes out of the East, and the Boston takes the the first cup, first NBA cup. Those are my picks. I believe on FanDuel or DraftKings they have a like a point boost for the play-in tournament. Uh, I think you probably can only bet $25. So take a look at that. It's either on DraftKings or FanDuel. It's probably FanDuel if you guys are interested in betting that. I'm really not putting any more money into um, 
bad in sports, uh, that money could be putting into the market and actually making some money and, and compounding. So that's what I'm doing going forward. Hopefully uh, that gives you guys a, a good idea as well. All right, Bahamas, World Series of Poker, uh, Bahamas trip. It is, I will be in the Bahamas a month from today. I'm flying in December 3rd. Uh, so ex- exactly a month away. And right now I'm starting to gear up because I need uh, a couple people to, well, I don't need to, but when I play big events like this, I like to to portion out so, and share some of the uh my hopefully profits um, with folks. So I do have one person who typically buys a, a decent chunk of my action. His name is Travis. So Travis, uh, shout out to you. I appreciate you for, um, from your support this year. He, I'm pretty sure he is definitely up this year um, with playing with me. And I'll kind of go, I'll go over some of my results as well. Um, but just as uh, Travis isn't probably going to, I'll probably sell close to 50% of this buy-in. Because it's a large buy-in and I'm going out of town and everything, um, I want to kind of keep my expenses low. And this is a large tournament, so uh, I want to. It's a six hundred or sixteen hundred and fifty dollar tournament, so I want to. Like I said, I want to sell about half of that, and so we'll we'll talk about that uh, in more detail. So when I'm I'm selling a piece of myself, so basically just think of it as a pizza uh, pizza pie. Uh, I bought a pizza pie. I'm going home and, and we're going to, we're going to eat it. You guys gave me money to buy this huge pizza. We got a party coming over. People are watching the game. Well, say the pizza costs me, cost $20 and you gave me $2. Well, that means you get 10% of all the slices. Say they, they cut it in to, they cut it in 20 slices. Well, you get two slices of pizza based on the money that you've, uh, that you gave me towards this pizza. I hope that it's easily to dissect and understand. So in this case, I play a tournament uh, and say it's a $2,000 tournament and you give me $200. Any profits that I have, you get 10% of whatever I, I take home. Not just whatever, like profits, whatever I make, you get 10% of that. Um, so that's kind of how, how it goes. And I've done this pretty much my whole, I'll just call it poker career. Um, basically from 2015 until present day, anytime I play, uh, tournaments like larger tournaments, I've always done this. And this is something that poker players do, especially tournament players do, um, because tournaments are very, uh, they have a lot of variance or there's a lot, there's a high probability that I'm not going to get a return on my money. Um, when you play a poker tournament, you essentially think of that money is just gone. So I entered the tournament and it's gone. I'm supposed to play a cash game nine more, more, more excuse me, more times than not. Um, in cash games, I'm going to win. I would say uh, this year, um, this is really the only year I've really been tracking it. Pretty much went in a seventy percent clip. Now, as of recently, this past uh, month and a half, that's not the. Well, it's still the case. It just feels like I've been getting my, my teeth kicked in. I'm still winning, winning the same clip, um, and I'm just not playing as often. And so if I don't play often and I have two losing sessions, it feels like I've been losing forever. Um, but it is what it is. I'm still a winning player in cash and tournaments, and we'll, we'll dive into that. Um, 
So this event has a $5 million prize pool. Like I said, it's a $1,650 um, entry to get in. And it's the total prize pool is $5 million guaranteed. Guaranteed they're, going, they're expecting to have $5 million in this prize pool. If they have less people show up and they don't have the $5 million, they're still paying out $5 million. And it's a bounty event. Um, bounty simply means uh, I will receive money or a player will receive money once they knock a player out of the event. But bounties don't come into play until day two. And then so I'll elaborate, elaborate that a little bit more. This is a three-day tournament. And so on day one, you play until you basically want to play and accumulate as many chips as possible to move on to the next day. And like I said, it's a three-day tournament. So day one, you make it through day one to get to day two. And then day two, once you start knocking people out and date players out in day two, you receive money for each player you knock out. Uh, now, the unique thing about this tournament is you there's a random amount. It could be, let's say, I'm not sure that I don't have the details for this one, but it could be like $500 up to $10,000, $100,000 for knocking one person out. So that's the fun thing about uh, this tournament. It's a mystery bounty tourney, tournament, or it's called Mystery Millions Tournament. Um, like I said, I, we don't know what the bounties are going to be. Uh, maybe they'll provide a little bit more uh, information be- uh, beforehand. Just a, just an idea. Um, but five hundred dollars that we do know this five hundred dollars of that sixteen hundred and fifty will go towards the bounty pool. So that'll be all the money for each player th- that buys in. Five hundred dollars will go towards the bounty pool, and then the remaining money will be money that we play for for the actual prize pool, like in a typical tournament. Uh, this is a brand new uh. So World Series of Poker, typically they have the World Series of Poker circuit that travels around uh, the United States and outside the United States to different casinos and venues in order to hold events. But this is the first time that they've gone to Paradise in Atlantis, Atlantis Casino in the Bahamas. So because this is the first time of this event, um, I definitely wanted to participate to see what it's like. And because I've never really been out of the country outside of Canada. So this is really the first time I've gone out of the country. I'm going by myself. Um, if you're a poker player or if you just happen to be in the Bahamas during this time, definitely hit me up because uh, um, I'm a little nervous traveling uh, abroad by myself, but at the same time, I'm going to be around a lot of poker players. I know I'll be just fine. Now, I know you must be wondering, are, am I any good at poker? Um, so here are some of the results that I've had this current year and um, past in my poker career. So this year I've cashed for $8,500 playing 14 tournaments this year. Two of my caches were for second place. So I took second place in two tournaments um, this year out of the three that I cashed. Um, They were both six max tournaments. Um, They were both at Maryland Live Casino. I do pretty well in six max events, especially in um, uh, buy-ins at this range in in this field. Um, and I'm considering playing another tournament, $300 tournament tomorrow at Maryland Live. Kind of, it's not a six max, but kind of along these, uh, pretty much same tournament, same structure and everything. Um, so it pretty much, I played the event earlier this year, maybe like February or March, took second place. Uh, first place was a guy who has a million dollars in um, tournament earnings. So he's a pretty good player. I'd had an opportunity to knock him out earlier, but I I didn't. He kind of got lucky against me, so um, it is what it is. Um, but I got revenge because uh, the second time the the six max event came around, I played again, and I took second place again. Um, so 
a lot of that, uh, it was definitely lucky. Got some run of cards, but I also played. That was probably the best tournament I played from start to finish ever. Um, so it was nice to to get some cards and also play well. A few more results, um, and these are buy-ins that are equivalent to the buy-in that I'm playing, not like these smaller buy-ins that I was just talking about there. Um, but that the third buy-in that I, excuse me, I was talking about six max events. I did cash in uh, another uh, tournament, and it was out in Vegas, and it was a casino employee event, and it was a lot. It was more expensive than uh, the the other of the six max events. So it was a larger buy-in, and I cashed in it. Um, but it was also a pretty weak field, so nothing too impressive there. Um, some of these these are more impressive uh, results that I've had, um, and this is from 2015 um, until closer to present day. Um, so this was March uh, 27th of 2015. I played a thousand dollar event, took fourth place um, in that for thirty eight thousand um, dollars. This event is really what catapulted my uh i guess poker career um back in 2015 i was playing a lot of poker and this kind of really cemented me um playing a thousand dollar buy-in and then taking fourth place for thirty eight thousand dollars also on top of this i won a ten thousand dollar seat into the world series of poker main event which i cashed and we'll talk about that um next um so like i said that thousand dollar event i won thirty eight thousand plus a free ten thousand dollar buy-in that's right i played a free ten thousand dollar event and so that ten thousand ten thousand dollar event that i played for free i parlayed that in cash for fifteen thousand dollars so when you go back to it that thousand dollar event i played in march 2015 took fourth place for thirty eight thousand plus won a ten thousand dollar free seat and then took that free seat and turned that into fifteen thousand. Um, I, I got knocked out in 816th place um, that year. I did play the World Series of Poker uh, main event the following year, but I did not cash. So for full transparency, I don't want to just tell you guys every $1,000 plus event I played in, I cash. That's not the case. All right, so uh, I played another $1,000 event. This was um, May 2016th, and this was a, this was event was the Mid-Stakes Poker uh, Tour. Uh, and I, I should have final tabled this event, guys. I had a lot of chips, um, but I, man, this was this was upsetting. I ended up taking fifteenth uh, place for eight thousand six hundred and fifty-four, but this is probably should have been at least ten thousand um, dollars. I just, I, uh, yeah, it sucked. Uh, yeah, yeah, this one still stinks to this day. Uh, 2017, this is February 2017, uh, played a $1,600 World Poker Tour event. This is at Parks Casino, and this was a tough field, a uh, very tough field. Um, I took 39th place in this one for $4,691. Um, the players at the table that I got knocked out on, those were some, that was a very, very, uh, very tough field. And then in 2019, uh, just kind of give you guys um, some information of why I haven't really have anything since uh, 2017. Well, in 2016, I moved uh, to to Maryland to open uh, MGM National Harbor. And then when I moved here, I then, you see these results were back for like 
2015 were a lot of my major results. That's when I was at the freedom because I was traveling around as a um, traveling poker dealer. And then, and I mentioned this before, I used to travel around with some of the, the other dealers when I wasn't working an event and I went to go play. So I would keep my expenses low and they gave me opportunity to play and stay on property and everything. So it worked. And so it was just, it was perfect. So I work, play, work, play, work, play, work, play. And I just built out my whole schedule and it, and it worked very well. Um, but, um, I was dating a dealer at the time and she said, well, Hey, let's get off the road. I think there's a, a good opportunity at MGM. And so it was a great opportunity, um, a great opportunity. And, but things went sour. Um, as, as I moved up the corporate ladder, maybe if I stayed as a dealer, I would have been fine, but that's not something I was willing to do. I didn't want to continue dealing cards and throwing cards at, at, at the, this is just me, but if I'm 30 years old, Plus, I am not working a job that I don't get consistent money. I'm basically hoping somebody tipsy, tips me in order for me to pay my wages. That is not how I want to live my life. Um, I think that's something what people do when they're, when they're young. Now, there's people, they make good money, um, dealers do. But that's just not something that I'm willing to do for the, for the rest of my life because I think that's, that's a, it's, it's a great way to become content with that fast money coming in. And you become a content and you get comfortable and 20 years goes by and you're 40, 50 something years old and you're thinking about retiring and there is no way in the world unless you're really managing your money that you retire as a dealer. I'm sorry. Unless you guys are investing money in your like every every penny that you get in your hourly and stuff is going to your 401k and even that you're not getting paid a high hourly for the for the most part as a poker dealer. So I don't think it's, it's, it's something you have to be very, you have to be good with money. And most dealers are not good with money. Um, and a lot of them have families. Um, so I, I, I hope in, uh, that I'm wrong. And then a lot of you guys are, that are still dealing and you're in your thirties or in your forties and you're doing just fine. But is, if you're not investing, please start considering investing. Please start considering investing. Cause I don't want you guys I don't think that social security and things like that are going to be around when it's time for us to retire and it's something for us to hold our hats on. So make sure you're investing, putting money in your 401k or, or managing your own portfolios and stuff. That's just my, my suggestion, but getting back into it. So 2016 moved here and, um, because of it, I, there was really only one place that I could play cards and I didn't enjoy going up the road um, driving to Maryland Live, and then I'm, you're dealing 40 hours a week. The last thing you want to do is go to the casino on your days off. So it just it didn't make sense for me to play anymore. And so I would travel to parks and things like that, but that wasn't very often. Um, and then when you're dating somebody, um, as a, I've never, it's never gone well with me with dating somebody and um, poker. Um, you have to have a woman who is who trusts you and. Um, and just understands your your lifestyle because you're out and you're in the casinos coming late in the light late at night. You know, there's a lot of things that might creep into your significant other's minds, and so it's it's not something that I uh, prefer doing is uh, when I'm playing cards heavily is dating somebody unless they are you guys are aligned, you you have open dialogue, and you really understand and respect one another. So make sure you're having those conversations. Um, Otherwise, it might lead to some issues, at least for me, um, just speaking from my experience. Um, so 2016, uh, like I said, I moved here and then kind of just got out of playing poker tournaments. 
uh, obviously, well, before COVID hit, um, the, the person I was with, um, we split up. And so I'm sure you guys are aware it is expensive to live in the DMV area. So I told myself that if I was going to stay here and, um, kind of move up the corporate ladder and see what, I see what, I, what kind of life that I'll make here, that I would, I would purchase a home. And that was the only way that I was going to stay here. I wasn't going to pay somebody's rent and just light money on fire, a lot of money on fire to live in this area. So that's when I did 2019, pretty much 2019 until July. I lived and jumped from Airbnbs while I was looking for homes. I'm um, sure you guys remember back back then the interest rates were pretty good. Um, actually, they were really good at the time. Those were when the rates were like 3% or close to it. Um, and so... I was able to to find a home in July 2019, moved into my townhouse in Southern Maryland. And from there, I didn't play poker at all. It's because I said, I'm going to every dollar that I have, I'm going to save. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm by myself. I'm paying. I'm not just paying rent now and I'm paying a mortgage. This is uh, we're in the big leagues now and put my big boy pants on. And so I stopped playing poker until I got comfortable. And then I met uh met someone else um, and they moved in here with me. And then um, really this year, um, a little bit last year, I started playing cards again. And like I told you, um, the person wasn't, didn't really understand and really want to understand um, poker. And, um, you know, started taking trips to Vegas. Um, They don't like Vegas and things like that. So these like things start creeping in and, and I don't want to dive into me deeper into that relationship, but um, no longer in that relationship anymore. And so now I have the freedom to kind of do what I want to do um, after doing pretty well this earlier this year. Um, like I said, I uh, cashed in those tournaments early this year. Uh, I used that money to start this, start my business, um, Suda Solutions Group, LLC. Um, and then I parlayed that into starting this podcast and uh, my live show. And then there'll be a lot more that I'm going to stack on top of that um, next year. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, but I know this is a kind of long-winded, um, but with all that uh, being said, if anybody's looking um, and might be interested in buying a share on uh, my potential winnings, um, so 10% will be $160. So $1,600, excuse me, 165 so sixteen hundred dollar, uh, sixteen hundred and fifty dollar tournament, right? So you're gonna pay just your ten percent. I'm not gonna charge you anything, um, more to uh to get a p ten percent of uh, my winnings. Now, if you want ten percent. Or anything less than ten percent is going to cost you a little bit, and we call that markup. And so, for five percent, for example, it will be ninety dollars and seventy-five cents. So, if it was just just five percent, it would have been the eighty-two fifty. Um, but I'm charging one point one uh, markup, which brings it to ninety dollars and seventy. Five cents. So nothing crazy. 
Um, but I'm, it's basically to entice people to buy 10% or more rather than really small pieces. Because when you everybody buys really small pieces, that means I have to basically, I have to send out paperwork for um, if I have, if I cash for a taxable winnings. And then there's a lot of work with that. And just getting money to multiple people. If everybody just bought 5%, it would be a pain in the butt. So it's just kind of like a um, additional charge um, if you guys do a, a smaller percentage. But um I'm not trying to encourage anybody to do a large percentage or anything like that. Whatever you're willing and comfortable with, um, that's uh, that'll be great. But five percent minimum, it's going to be. I'm not taking any one percent. Like I said, I'm not trying to pay out a bunch of people, twenty, thirty people. Um, I want to pay out a good like five people, a good couple chunks. All right. So if you guys are interested, um, you can email me. Uh, my email is at Claude. It's Claude. P2188 at gmail.com and I'll spell it for you. C L A U D E P as in Paul 2188 at gmail.com. Again, Claude P2188 at gmail.com. Um, just put in the subject World Series of Poker Bahamas um, and then just tell me how much you would like to purchase. Uh, typically, I do PayPal, Zelle. Um, if you, you know, if you're in the DMV area, uh, meet me at the casino or something, do cash. Uh, I don't usually like do like cash up or anything like that. Um, but we'll figure it out. If you, uh, if you're looking to buy a piece, I'll definitely, uh, figure out, um, a means to, to transfer the money to you. All right. Last, I thought this episode, oh boy, this episode's going to be released a little late. Sorry guys. Um, we're already 40 minutes deep. So market talk, uh, I pretty much close out every episode. We talk about the market a little bit, uh, stock market. And, um, and I'm not saying that you guys should follow my footsteps, but I'm just, I I'm doing this because I know a lot of people are investing in the, in the market or investing in all, whether that's real estate or anything you decide to invest in, um, I just don't think that there's enough people investing. There's a lot of people that know how to spend, 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 spend. But as far as uh, putting your money and getting passive income, uh, we, that's something that uh, I know a lot more people need to get into. It's not just for the rich. All right, so my portfolio has been on fire this week. Uh, multiple factors led to a nice rally to finish the week. Um, so let's spotlight a, a, spotlight a few, of the, few of my holdings doing well. So first up, Roblox. I've been talking about Roblox since uh, August. Um, I've held since the early uh, part of August. I sold a few shares when I thought the stock hit its uh, hit its ceiling, um, but it's continued to run since then. So I have a total invested, or they call cost basis, is $3,348. Um, if you guys are not aware, uh, once I left my previous employer, I, uh, I purchased... Uh, uh, some courses and uh if you guys are not familiar i've been really watching earn your leisure market mondays um if you're not familiar with them they have a show every monday at 8 p.m eastern on youtube and they just talk about the stock market investing um real estate crypto they talk about it all so i get a lot of information from there um but really diving in deep wall wall street trapper he has a show on youtube it's called trapping tuesdays and it's uh, and he goes live on YouTube at 7 p.m. Eastern Tuesday. So same time as my show um, every Tuesday. 
and uh, talks about the stock market, but he goes a lot more thorough into the stock market rather than what they do on Market Mondays. Um, so uh, I went to Trap. He had a uh, he had a tour it's called the Recession Tour, and so I I traveled to Philly and went to this live taping of his show, which was amazing, and then uh, and then also purchased his course after that. Um, and which has helped me a lot. And to be quite honest with you, because I'm trying to do a thousand things at once and it's just me, um, I've really just got a taste of what the course is. But just the taste has really helped me out so far. Um, so like I said, 33,348 3, is invested total. And that's in my 401k Roth. Um, so when I left my previous employer, you can roll those uh, roll some of those funds into your own self-managed account. And that's what I've done. I said, I want to, so I divide it. So you have your 401k, your traditional 401k, and then you have your 401k Roth, which is basically tax deferred. Um, Or excuse me, I already paid taxes. It's already tax money that you're putting into uh, a 401k plan. So when you draw it out, you've already paid taxes. And so you don't have to pay taxes anymore. More time, more likely than not, taxes are going to be more expensive more expensive can be higher uh, as time goes on than it is today. Um, so it's a good, uh, good way to um, kind of pay taxes now and not have to worry about whatever the tax is going to be uh, at a later date. Don't even have to worry about it. And so I have some, uh, I rolled some, some funds out of that. And then I've also been uh, my cash account. I'll just call it. And I've just been uh, funding that uh, for full transparency. The Cash account is has just over nine thousand dollars in it, and then the four hundred four hundred one k Roth, I rolled for uh, sixteen thousand, just under seventeen thousand from my four hundred one k into my self managed, and then I already had uh, some money that I was rolling into this account already. So I pretty much started this account, that Roth account, with uh, like just under twenty four thousand. So I was I was self managing twenty twenty four thousand dollars before this, guys. I didn't manage. I probably had $2,000 I was managing. So I'm, I really jumped down on the limb and really tested myself. Um, mind you, I didn't take everything out of my 401k. There's still a nice chunk that's left there and it's being managed by, uh, uh, empower who manages it now. Um, but I really wanted to show that I can do this myself and, and then we'll, we'll continue talking about that. So 3,300, uh, $3,348 invested total in both investments um, since August. And that 3300 has yielded me $1,047. Um, so like I said, from August, so August to sept- August, September, September, October. So pretty much three months, right? Uh, we yielded $1,000. So not bad. Uh, nothing to, nothing crazy. Uh, but, uh, if just think about if that was $10,000 I invested. Um, so it, it's going to compound. I have a, over a hundred shares, I believe 126 shares to be exact. And I am, I am not selling those hundred shares unless the reason why I bought the company, that story changes, the thesis changes. It's the only reason why I'd be ever be selling those shares. Uh, the ne- next company reports is quarterly earnings. Uh, excuse me. Roblox reports its quarterly earnings next week. And so this stock has ran up basically over 20%. Let me see if I can look at it. Nope, I just closed it out uh, or it just closed it out on me. The stock has ran over 20%. 
since basically its last quarter last quarter report. So it um Roblox hasn't been uh, publicly traded for that long to be quite honest. So well, I can find that for you guys. So it's been trading since 2021, uh to be exact, March 2021. And the price was probably about $70 when it uh, started trading. And so it went up and then it crashed back down, right? It ran up to about $134 was its peak. And then it crashed back down um, to its current price, which it closed today at $34.90. Well, to this year, um, their previous quarter report, before that quarter report, report came out the stock was trading at about $37.60 where that report came out and it came back kind of negative um there was a lot of stuff going on uh, at that time um and there wasn't a whole lot of growth they become kind of stagnant and so the stock dropped significantly um it was a 52 week low of $24.88 and i picked it up right around $25 and so, like I said, it closed around thirty four ninety. So it almost gave back all the money it uh, it gave away from its past uh, quarter uh, report. And so I'm hoping that we have a good quarter, and that this money that it's been running up since then is not just going to disappear. Now, if it if it does, uh, if it has a report, a quarter comes out and it's kind of light. Uh, there's not a lot of progress being made. It could definitely drop, but I don't think it'll drop all the way down to that 52-week low. I think we'll have another bottom of like a $30, and then it'll give me opportunity to to buy more shares in my cash account because I had the 100, and, 100 shares in my, my, my Roth account, and that's just kind of like set it and forget it. But my cash account is the account that, all right, we need to be making money consistently on this. And then so if it drops back down to 30, I'm definitely um, loading back up with some more Roblox um, until the next quarter report, because this I believe this company is moving in the right uh, right direction. All right. Caesars Entertainment. I mean, I was very excited about this one. So I've been waiting to get into like a, a casino stock or um, what I'm trying to do is play on in sports betting is because I knew that uh, the money, especially with Taylor Swift, I read articles of the amount of money that was coming in since Taylor Swift's been coming to Kansas City games just on Travis Kelsey. It was just like, oh, yeah, this is like fail proof. Like this, the, these companies are making money hand over fifths. And so FanDuel reported, I think they reported either today or yesterday, they are finally, they'll be the first um, sports uh, sports book to be profitable. And so DraftKings will be close behind behind that i've been watching DraftKings for a while but it wouldn't drop down to the point where it was was 52 week low um and so i wasn't willing to kind of get it I was 52 week well it was like 20 10 dollars well the stock has been hovering around 25 i was like well i don't want to get it when it's at 25 um i'm gonna hope maybe it's a kind of a lackluster quarter and then if that's the case and i'll just i'll jump in once uh people sell off the shares but they reported good fanduel did well FanDuel is not publicly reported, um, but they did well. After, um, actually, I think they are, but they don't. It's not in the United States. I think Flutter is a uh, a non-U.S. company. I could be wrong about that, though. Uh, let's see real quick. 
Yeah, it says OTC. So I don't think this is a, yeah, this is not a company you can trade in the United States. Um, that, so that, and that is the, uh, the parent company of FanDuel is Flutter, I'm pretty sure. And DraftKings did well, but Caesars Entertainment. So I wasn't even, I didn't even have the stock on my watch list, but I've been thinking, I was like, I don't like MGM for multiple reasons. I won't get into that, but mainly it's because I don't like their exposure to China. There's too much macro conditions and stuff going on with China. I want no part of anything that's really has a huge, um, a lot of the revenue comes from China. And that's why Apple is, is kind of dangerous right now. And they're trying to pivot from, from there. Um, so Caesars, I just purchased this stock after reported earnings better than uh, expected. Uh, the stock was at a 52-week low despite a decent quarter. So I got into position but didn't get a chance to load up completely before uh, the stock ran 9% alone today, just today. Um, so I have $1,142 invested total. And this isn't nothing crazy but $155 that's been yielded. Um, and so that's just for a couple days. I bought the stock November 1st. Um, so that's pretty good run. Uh, to be honest with you, I think it probably ran as far as it's going to run, um, for a little bit. So that'll just kind of be a slow grind. I really, I was literally uh, about to go all in on this stock, but the same day that I was getting into Caesars, my other medical company, it cratered due to its earnings report. And so it gave me the opportunity to get that stock at a much better price. Um, and I thought because of Caesars, um, their balance sheet, uh, a lot of people are nervous because they have a lot of debt and nervous about their balance sheet. But I know the casino industry and I know what's coming to Vegas and I know the regional properties are going to be good, especially during the holidays. People are going to continue to go in there, especially if it's a lot of the regional properties The people are going there are older people. Older people have money. It's just the, it's the younger people that don't have that are struggling right now or are like middle age. Um, people that have growing families, the people that are retired and those people are, are pretty good. Those are the people that go to regional properties. And so if you have F1 that's going on uh, in Vegas, you have a lot of poker events that's going on in December. You have the Super Bowl that's being held in Las Vegas this year. I, there's so many catalysts that. That, that point to Las Vegas doing well at the end of this year. I knew the stock was going to, if it did well in, in third quarter, it was definitely going to do well in the fourth quarter. Coupled with Caesars um, is kind of really pushing their sports book now and trying to um, really carve out the market share from DraftKings and FanDuel, which would be much difficult. Um, but if anybody's going to do it, Caesars uh, definitely has the opportunity to do it um, with buying William Hill. And uh, a lot of the customers that are familiar with that uh, sports book, opposed to like bet uh, ESPN bet or others coming in like, um, excuse me, fanatics. Those companies are going to find it difficult. Number one, if you don't have a good uh, platform and you don't, that's comparable to FanDuel and DraftKings, your people aren't going to bet on your sites. So um, like ESPN bet, they, are, they have the customer base, but they have to have the software 
and they have to provide the same experience that you would receive at DraftKings or or FanDuel. Or if you or if not, then they really need to be doing like, hey, if you bet X amount, then you get discounted tickets. Or if you bet this, then you get a free ticket to Disney or something like that. Or if you bet this, get free Disney Plus. That's things like that. It's going to be um, ways for them to pull from. Uh, uh, for ESPN and Penn Gaming, that partnership, or excuse me, well, yeah, ESPN, Disney, and Penn Gaming, their partnership. ESPN Penn partnered with Penn Gaming. Um, and Penn Gaming, their sports book, they have a very small market share. Um, so for them, in order to, oh, by the way, and they said they're going to be rolling out ESPN bet um, in time for the Thanksgiving uh, NFL games. So um, I think this is a good time to bet to get into Disney stock. And which has already been running up a little bit. And I also think this is a good time to get into um, Penn stock as well. And I'm actually uh, have Penn on my watch list because I'm probably going to be buying some of that soon. All right. So um, to conclude for the market talk, uh, total portfolio was up 18% uh, year to date, all of my portfolios. Um, and that's compared to 14% by the S&P 500. And that was um, from yesterday's close. And the today we've moved 2%. So it's probably be like eight, I'll be probably about 20%. And then the S&P will probably be about 15.5%. So we're, we're still we're doing much better than the S&P 500. And um, a lot of hedge funds aren't doing that. So something I am very proud of. All right. Disclaimer, we did talk about the market a little bit, so I definitely want to go over that. The information provided in the show about personal finance and investing is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered financial advice. Viewers are encouraged to consult with a qualified financial advisor before making any investment decisions. The content presented may not be accurate, complete, or timely, and we do not assume responsibility for any errors or omissions. Investing involves risk, and past performance is not indicative of future results. Any endorsements or advertisements featured do not constitute recommendations and by participating in the show you acknowledge and accept these disclaimers um so i started this episode late i to be honest quite honest with you when i had this written down i thought this was gonna be a quick episode but now i look at the clock it's 5 45 and this episode is supposed to be out by five o'clock so i'm late this week i apologize y'all um I'll definitely have it out um, probably by six by six o'clock. So um, my apologies. If you are waiting, clamoring to watch it at five o'clock, my apologies. Um, but get, right, guys, remember, have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. Uh, remember, life is one big session. Play the cards you're dealt to the best of your ability. And I promise you will come out ahead. Have a wonderful weekend.